all the small, small things. things. True, True care, care, truth, truth brings. brings. I'll, I'll take one lift. Your ride, best, best trip. trip. Always, I know you'll be at my show. Watching, waiting, commiserating. Say it ain't so, I will not go. Turn the lights off, carry me home. <laughs> Thank you. I know it was painful. I know it was extremely painful. Everybody's thinking, yeah, I'm going to do a construction podcast, and the first thing I do is sing. Yeah. It's just how it is, man. It's always going to be that way. Thank you, Samantha. Thank you, Frank. I really appreciate you guys opening up the show that way. We got a full house today, which is going to be very interesting. Yeah. So I'll quickly just go around. So I got Joey over there. Uh, Well, I mean, everyone's listening. Nobody's watching. But I guess to the right of me, I got Joey. Right in front of me, I got uh, Tony. And then to the left of me, I got Samantha and I got Frank. And we've got Atlas Kitchen and Bath here. Exactly. Okay. So obviously, we're going to, this is actually, I'm going to tell you that this is our first. I guess kitchen and bath cabinetry show. Yep. I have yet to have done a show. I've had trim people and finish people that do those kinds of things on their own, but I haven't had a company per se do the show yet. So yep. this is the first time for us, which is really great. Um, I do want to do a, a few little shout outs. I definitely got a shout out to John from McNeil Construction, and he does this thing every year, which is People for Paws. And he does a little collection thing for dogs and uh, shelters and everything like that, which I really appreciate. I've got a special art for all the four, four-legged fiends out there. Uh, so it's really big, and uh, I'll be sharing that every so often so everyone could check it out. It's part of the Ontario SPCA, which is very, very cool. I also do want to give a couple of shout outs to a couple of guys, which obviously would be Phil Russo from you know heavy exactly because you guys have worked with him quite a bit and he's been on the show a couple of times and and he's hustling he's just became a daddy right recently too so uh and then also tony tc so he's uh installed you guys your products so you guys are are aware of what they're doing and everything so we just want to do a little shout out to them man that's it but for now uh you guys are still a little nervous but don't be nervous don't worry nobody bites in here uh i want to let everybody know it's alice kitchen and bath and email is alice kitchens at bellnet.ca and then on instagram it's atlas kitchens and bath uh only instagram or yeah okay no no I just, I'm, for I'm, now. I'm not judging yeah. uh i'm not and then so the business has been in business since 1986 yeah wow <clears throat> long long time man so where do you guys okay let's go one by one who does what in this this business joey okay so i'm a cnc programmer so basically uh, the layouts come to me and i turn a layout into uh, a finished well not a finished product but a cut product that goes down the line you know to to be sketches are we talking about like clients and designers give it to you in sketches forms or are we talking digitally already I think, like, in order, it would yeah, be... let's start from the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll go left yeah. to right. Start from Frank. All right. I do sales. Okay. So I'm going out on site. I'm taking measurements, meeting with clients. Um, from that point, after getting a feel for what they're after, I'll put together a rough floor plan with dimensions for Samantha. And then I take his... <clears throat> I take his drawings, dimensions, and then I turn them into a 3D program. I use SketchUp. And then from there, <clears throat> I lay them out into like a drafting format. Um, so you get plans, elevations, uh, sections if you really need to. And then 3D renderings um, of the kitchen. Um, we put the like actual finishes into the, into the 3D rendering so that the client actually knows exactly what the kitchen is For every project? Look, every, every project. project. Oh, wow. Eh? Yeah. And we're, we're pretty much tied together at that stage. Like it'll bounce between her, then back to me for meetings, changes. I pass over changes. 
And then, yeah, so then the more technical side is, I guess I give every single dimension. Um, this includes uh, appliance, like appliance sections, so uh, wall oven pantry units. And so, like, we work together and we make sure that the cabinet will fit that wall oven properly. And then from that point, I put all my paperwork on Joey's desk and then Joey kind of takes over from there. Yeah, so that part is very detailed. They need to do all the thinking and all the planning and everything. So that when it comes to my part, uh, there's there's no decision making that needs to be done, right? Got it. So if I ever have questions or whatever, I can come to them and they'll have the answers. But the majority of the time, it's all set up and ready for me to go where I create the product, basically. So In the I, computer. Yes, I use a different program than Sam uses because my program is more so for production and not for you know giving all that information on paper. Got it. And what happens is um, I cut all the raw materials, all the sheet goods, and I create the program and the, the files that go to the CNC machine, uh, the CNC router, and uh, basically cut all the parts. And these parts come out with, you know, the, the holes for tracks, dados for parts that go into each other, and, you know, all the construction is all, you know, planned out in that program. So you got the most important job right now. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's the most important. Well, you got the most possible making a mistake job right now. Well, the, the CNC is the heart of the shop. Okay, yeah, that's what so I figured. everything revolves around the CNC. So I, I guess you can say it's, it's important. It's integral. Yeah, it's yeah. integral. Absolutely. <laughs> For sure. And then we have Tony. Yeah. What does Tony do? Uh, I collect checks. <laughs> you collect checks? That's it? No, I run, manu <laughs> I run manufacturing. Me and Joey work hand in hand. Um, I run the manufacturing as far as what gets done next. Uh, it goes between me and Joey, and we look at scheduling and see which project has to go prioritize. And that's what we do. Yeah. We so all have set roles, but everything kind of bleeds in together too. Yeah. yeah, once it gets yeah. started, it all yeah. gets together, and, and then it gets shipped dynamic. off. And a lot of times we overlap each other's jobs. Oh, for sure. A yeah. lot of times, daily. Okay. Yep. All right. So I, I wanted to basically walk the listeners and the viewers through the whole thing and just go through the whole process and how it all works. But I obviously want to talk about the elephant in the room, which is all costs. You guys have been dealing with, I can only assume, like sheet goods and wood, and it's just yep. been fluctuating for the last three years. And how has that painful you know, conversation wow. for clients been? That's crazy. It's been insane? What's been going on has been crazy. Cost of MDF, uh, paint, screws everything everything, everything. glue except anything. labor uh labor's gone up too but not the same levels as sheet goods or material or you're, anything like you're that. right in certain instances okay our install costs have gone skyrocketed see we run we run multiple install crews we have in-house and we have subs the subs have gotten out of control crazy pricing oh just for really yeah yeah, yeah it's Nothing's cheap anymore. Nothing, yeah. yeah cheap is gone. Is a it long just time because? Uh, and I was just having this conversation with somebody from down south, and he was getting a tile job for eighteen hundred square feet or whatever, and it was pretty much twice what I would have estimated it to be. But they're just gouging it because it's down south and they can't. Well, I wouldn't say it's double of what we're expecting, but there's an increase. Definitely. Okay, I forgot to mention to all for you guys, we can't use one word in this whole podcast, and the word is shaker. 
<laughs> I'm fine. I'm with messing that. with you guys. I'm no, messing. No, we can stick by Everyone that. knows yeah. how much I hate shaker, double shaker, triple shaker, quadruple okay. shaker. Well, I'm going kinds... to argue with you on that. Double shaker? You like double shaker? I'm game. We don't Single call it shaker? double shaker. What do you guys call it? We call it the Sonoma. Sonoma. This is <laughs> so we'll use that one. Sounds word. nice, right? <laughs> the Sonoma. Yeah, the Sonoma. Now that I heard the Sonoma, nobody can use the word Sonoma. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, obviously that shaker is probably the number one go-to panel. Is that what I'm assuming? Uh, I, I, not so I, much. Not really. no. no, what yeah. is the number one? Or actually, I mean, there's a lot of questions I want to ask. Material-wise, what's been the most expensive material that has seen an increase? MDF. A MDF. Yeah. MDF, just it, right? Yep. Yeah. Why? My, my, mind you, all sheet goods in general. Okay, MDF, plywood, melamines. melamines even melamines are ridiculous. Yeah. Remember, I've been doing this for since uh, when well, they use glass blocking kitchens. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> L let's say whatever. I started back in '86 with my dad. I didn't do any purchasing at that point, but I knew the cost of what melamine, what we were paying it. Okay. And purchasing it now, it's like, oh my god, is it going to go down? Yeah, I think it will. One thousand percent, if you ask me. It's never going to go back. But not one thousand percent worth. It's no. not going to go down. No, but it will come back. We'll come what's it going to take for it to go back down shortage of work that's what's going to take yeah you, you these melamine producers are big big mills producing high quantities so what Where happens to the subs what happens to the subs now when they are enjoying these prices and everyone's increasing their prices and then they're going to have well, a hard they're time gonna have to come back to reality as well wow eh? yeah for sure i, I think everybody's going to have to all right, so let's get back on the train of how this all starts. So I, I know that you guys would meet a client, start talking about what they're looking for. What is the typical client these days looking for? Is it a variety or is there always a go-to kind of, this is the kitchen, here's Pinterest in-house and yeah. make me this kitchen. Pinterest is the worst. <laughs> I'm just making assumptions here. I'm yeah. just assuming that's what clients do, but that's it's bad, huh? Yeah, that's normally what happens. We even discovered recently because we did a show with uh, Pata out of Hong Kong and yeah. they use Pinterest there too. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so that's the worst. They show you the pictures, then you got to zoom right in and figure out what they want, and then build. Which it. is okay, but okay. it's it also complicates things. Like people will fall in love with like a cabinet color on Pinterest, but all those pictures are edited. That color means nothing. And everybody's monitor and phone is different. Absolutely. Right. right. So, so, a lot of times, most of what people come in with kind of gets thrown away pretty quick, and then they kind of form a new opinion on what they're after, what they're looking for. Like everybody comes in looking for that word you hate off the bat. We could say the word. I yeah. <laughs> but it's, okay. So why do they come in asking for that? Is it resale? Is it because that actually is a cool looking kitchen or a clean looking kitchen? I think that's just what they're seeing a lot of. Okay. But at the same time too, they need to kind of be educated when they come in because people will say shaker, but they don't mean shaker. What do they mean? Bead? Just a square door. A square door. So it doesn't matter what profile it is on the inside. People will just call it shaker. So there's a lot of sorting through that, too. There's a lot of education when everything first starts. Tony, 1986, when did shaker come into the... Like, what was before? What was shaker's nemesis before? Like, I... Well, shaker started as a shaker, obviously. Yeah. But before that, we did have different profiles as far as... Uh, like, shaker's been around forever. It's just the shaker is very clean, very square lines. Whereas when we did shaker back in the day, the inside profile was more detailed. But the concept is still the same. 
it's basically a frame rails and styles and exactly you, you do a kind of a trim or a flat or correct and, and that's basically correct the, the shaker today is square flat clean lines whereas the shaker we did back in the day was a little bit more detailed so i guess when i look at ikea and i see there they made the shaker what it is today yeah because they pushed it correct but as soon as i see it on their shelf i'm like you don't oh, want it anymore it's, exactly it's gotten to the point where yeah. now i'm really fed up with I feel this the same way Okay. All right. Then what color are they coming in? I mean, because you guys know this. There's o a million. OC65. Oh. I'm going to interrupt. <laughs> I'm going to interrupt you. OC65. Really? Yeah. Everybody wants that? And their mother. Yeah. Everybody. People try and play it safe. People are scared to take risks and do something different. Do you guys get excited when there's some color introduced? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's my favorite. And then they tell you the husband's colorblind and you're like, oh, no, thank goodness. I feel bad, but thank goodness. Yeah. No, but it, so you do get clients coming in asking for some color. Yeah. yeah. Or do they experiment on color in laundries and bathrooms? That's where they go with the color. I think like we try to push that um, because, well, even like working with heavy duty, and Phil, um, their team does do some a lot, like a lot of different things, which is nice yeah. to see. Um, but a lot of our private sales kind of stick to the more safer Safe, yeah. side. Yeah, like we'll do some of the weirder stuff for heavy duty. Not weird in a bad way, but less common. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we'll do like a pink wall unit we did for the designer in the showroom. Mm -hmm. Nice, which I wasn't sure about when she picked the color, but it came out beautiful. Yeah. Turned out great. Yeah. yeah, I think I may have seen the image. Yeah, yeah. So. I wish clients would take more risks, but I guess they're just trying to figure out when we're going to get divorced and when it's going to get for sale, right? Yeah, right. exactly. Uh, Everybody's scared they're going to be sick of what they do in a year. So they stick with simple. But you're sick of Shaker in a year. Yeah, I know, but to each their own, I guess. I guess, Joey, it doesn't really apply to you because... I love Shaker. Shaker's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> How young so are you? Because yeah. I'm the CNC. How young are you? Hang on, how young? I'm 27. And you <laughs> love Shaker? Shaker's fantastic because... No, but ask them why. When I have to make Shaker doors, it's the easiest thing. Oh, it's a piece of cake. It's the quickest. So in comparison to more complicated doors, you know, the tool paths and everything, it's just so much easier for me because I can move on to the next thing, you know, because we're so busy right now that there's always a push for the next job, right? There's always a push. <laughs> of course. So when I see Shaker, it's like fantastic. I'll knock it, knock it out right away. Uh, what's the turnaround? I guess what's the lead time here? What do you guys like? What's it because of all this delay and everything? I We've understand. been telling people 12 to 14 weeks. Wow. But eh? even hitting that has been tough lately. That's been challenging. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And what was it back in the day before pre whatever crap? About eight weeks. So that's reasonable. Yeah. How long was it back in the 80s and 90s? Four to six. Four to six, you would get a kitchen. Yep. Wow. Yeah. But we were also doing a different kind of work. Yes. Yeah. What's the difference? We're doing a little bit more high-end work, more detailed work now. Before, it was very simple stuff. You were experimenting. Yeah. Well, a lot of the stuff we're doing now, it's because people will ask, and I just don't say no. And then they roll their eyes at me. <laughs> but that's how we pick up new things, and that's how we're, we're progressing. I got a question for all four of you guys. Is, um, what is the one detail in all the kitchens you guys work with that you guys all agree doesn't work, and what does work? constantly it's always there that makes sense like does everybody do an alcove c ki shape kitchen and then drop an island like it's are there certain things that don't work i'm not a fan of wall mounted ovens that's yeah. me right is yeah. there something that are there any details um, or nothing you guys are biased kind of at that point i think it's more it's more based off the client themselves and the like if it's surrounding appliances it's based off of the appliances that they want and can purchase because wall 
while ovens are expensive. So, yeah. Um, it like if they have the fridge, standard stove, uh, sink, and dishwasher, and that's like the basics. And then it kind of explodes from there, depending on what they want to add. You're still getting clients coming in with the work triangle bullshit. Yeah. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Constantly. That was taught yeah. to me in high school back in the 80s. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I didn't agree with it back then, and no, I still don't agree with it today. It doesn't make sense as like a blanket It doesn't idea. work. No. Yeah. What's the number? 27, 26, or I don't know what it is. Feet between the sink, the kitchen, and the fridge. Or sorry, the, yeah. the, the stove, fridge, and, ki- and sink. It depends who you talk to. Because. Depends, yeah. It's not really set. It's just people use the rule, and then they put their preference in it. Yeah, they'll just go with it, what they want yeah, to do at that point. Exactly. All right, so I guess the question is, if you guys were designing your kitchen, now this is your personal qu- kitchen, what yep. would you guys do? Well, we just did one in our basement. Okay, <laughs> is it Sonoma? Is it's it not. CC? No? It's, it's actually Shaker, part of it. Yeah. So I'm going to throw them under the bus. <laughs> What's, what do you mean part of it, Shaker? It's got two... Oh, he'll explain it. He's the well, designer on it. It's... Uh, Two-tone, but also two different door styles. So the bases we did all in OC65. Okay. <laughs> Shaker. Okay. And then the uppers, everything ended up being like a decorative fluted MDF door sprayed high gloss black. So when you're mixing stuff like that, Shaker's not too bad. Yeah. The black's not that bad with that. No. Yeah. The high gloss isn't great. It's not? It looks beautiful, but it's not the greatest. Very Why dead. isn't it? Because it's hard to keep or... Well, to keep clean is one thing, and then durability. It's not. Yeah. Like when we're spraying high gloss, if you scratch it, that door basically needs to be completely refinished to get rid of that scratch. You have to be super careful. It's a kitchen, man. It's the most used space outside of the laundry room. Yeah. yeah. But that's what people are after. The fluting in, in mat is nice. It's durable like a normal door. So if those doors are done in like polyurethane instead of us spraying, it's and a little bit better because it could be buffed out. Right. Okay. But the finish is different too. You see tons of surface scratches. So you got to pick and choose, but you're giving them a warning before you yeah. in, install it, or yeah. I guess before you even fabricate. You, you, yeah. you can catch the swirling on the uh, polyurethane. So it's like a car. Exactly. Exactly. Right? Yeah. So it's too easy to wipe clean, and all of a sudden you yeah, got scratches, right? right? Exactly. Then you'll start doing a circular motion, you got more scratches, and then you're just scratching the hell out of it. But at my house, we did it not because for practicality, but just to show something. Right. Because people Some are different. asking, and nobody really wants to jump unless they've seen it. It's true. So. It's true. And then my biggest gripe, and you guys will probably know this better, is are clients actually still using the kitchens? Or are they just making them pretty to make them look good for their oh, Pinterest page? I, I, and I, I believe they're using them. They're using them? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, I've seen my share of kitchens that they don't use at all, man. Yeah, like, it, yeah. they don't use it at all. It I, frustrates I, me. I think our clients are using them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I do believe that. Okay. Yeah. So, the kitchen's important. It's the, the main area in the home. When did you guys expand off into bath? It started in kitchens, but then it started. We, or was we've, it always, al- we've always, always done bath, yeah. Okay. We just yeah. added bath to the name. So pretty much any cabinetry. So you yes. can talk about laundry, bath. You could do built-ins as well. We don't say no to much. Okay. Closet organized, you get into that. That's a that, kind of a competitive well. world. No, but you still do that as yeah, well? Yeah, we do that yeah. as well. Okay. Because I know people are getting funkier and funkier. Yeah. It's just sometimes yeah. people are shocked at the price of closets. Because they're used to seeing like the Ikea stuff, the stuff that's built on site out of lengths yeah. where yeah. we're building it like a kitchen. Like we're using all three quarter carcasses and just like a kitchen would be built. Yeah. So not everyone can justify getting a closet from us and we really don't want to change our construction for the odd job. So we don't do a ton of closets, but 
on higher end homes we will okay so hardware i want to talk about what are you guys using for hardware and things Hard like that hardware uh that's where i'll step in and i'll say we're using all bloom components as far as tracks hinges um i don't use any import it's all domestic products you mean knockoffs yes knockoffs yeah or yeah. or offshore yeah it's all uh bloom products we use kesson bomber halo for our garbage bins uh, we use good hardware uh we've always been believers in that and that won't change price does not affect us on that i got a question for you guys i, I always feel that it's always nice to set up the sink dishwasher on one side and then your garbage cabinet on the other side but the problem is that it's always a two-foot garbage and your organics is the right size the garbage is the right size and the recyclable is never the right size you put one container of milk in there and it's full and then you already have to take it out have you guys solved that problem well the garbage bin we're using isn't too bad well, well there's there's two versions of what you're talking about there's a two bin and a four bin a four bin what's the fourth the one for? four bin is the one that you're using for um compost yeah the green and organics yeah. yes and organics okay. and then you have two bins the two normal bins i believe they're 17 liters each so they're there's they're substantial for garbage but the compost you're correct i don't know they're no, but i think that the recyclable should be the largest one the garbage one should be the same size as the compost organics one that's what i think it should be right but yeah. in our setup it's recyclable and garbage are the same size yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I don't agree with that. I don't. Yeah. I, I think that uh, recyclable should be the biggest one because that's always has the biggest items that you're using in there. I agree with yeah. you, but... But you could always... Wait, wait, hang unfortunately, on a that's not a our... A bin for recyclable <laughs> yeah. could still be used for garbage. Absolutely. And vice versa with the garbage. Right. Yeah. Because it's the same bin. Yes. Okay. All right. I get it. So sorry? Sorry. Sometimes um, <clears throat> people who like to use the organics more... Um, they like the sizes of the two bins for the, your exact reason. They see that they use more space for the garbage and the recycle. And then they ask for a under sink garbage that they use for the organics. No, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. Some people are okay. Like, uh, it's just an option. Yeah. They don't work well. Yeah, yeah that's what it I... It sits tight underneath exactly. there with all plumbing and, and Especially and if the plumbing wasn't done properly or tight and you know, organized and it looks right. like a dog's breakfast and there's no point yeah. in using it. And the only reason I, I ask is because on my street, I've got the smallest garbage bin, right? Everyone's got the massive garage or garbage bin, right? Yeah. And it's never full. Yeah. And I'm like, but then everyone gets a massive recycle bin, which makes sense because you always, that's more volume of product than the other. That's why. So I think it should translate to kitchen as well. So there's a four and there's a three bin, you were saying? Uh, two bin, two and, bin, or two four bin, bin and four. Okay. There's a lot of different configurations. There's even single bins, but we don't, we don't really get involved with the single bins. People are looking for the two and the four. Has uh, Lazy Susie left the building yet, or are we still using Lazy Susie? Uh, no, we don't. I haven't used one in I don't know how long. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. no, we got, there's, there's newer products. Le there's Mans. the S one. And yeah, 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 which yeah, is the Le Mans, and yeah. then we have uh, the Magic Corner. Those are the two most popular right now. What's the Magic Corner? You open your door. There's two versions. There's a Le Mans 1 and a Le Mans 2. You either open the door attached to the unit, or you open the door and oh, I know what you got to. You, you yeah. pull it out, you slide it to the right or left of you if it's a left or right hand, and then there's two shelves within that slide out on uh, full extension shelving. But we don't do a they're, ton of those either. They're pretty cool. 
Well, how do you solve the corner problem? Because that is it. That's yeah. your only solution. That's your best solution. Those yeah. two are your best solutions. It's either that or you dig through in the back. Correct. Or you yeah. sacrifice the corner and right. not even or use it. Or you throw your kid in and grab his feet. Yeah, yeah. that's all it is, right? <laughs> that's that's all it is. Lazy Susie's never worked, man. I'm no, I'm not a big they, fan. They never worked. It was a waste of space. Almost like half the space was not used. 100%. Just to make this thing spin around as if yeah. it's like a Price is Right game. Like it didn't make any sense, man. You're losing all the corner space. I know. Yeah. And that's where things fall over and break. Yeah. And then they it's curse true. the kitchen. Then guy. they get stuck, and then you're trying to pull, and now you're ripping everything apart, and it comes back, and it's all frayed. Yeah. Yeah. And there's your brand new kitchen. Nobody's asking for them at all anymore. Nothing. It's huh? either the magic corner or the Le Mans, that S shape that snakes out of the corner. But the magic corner, we're not doing very much because it's almost like more like showroom hardware. Like it's impressive options. when you see it. Options, right? Yeah. I haven't seen leaps and bounds. I, I guess in the last few times that I've been to IBS or even Construct Canada, I haven't seen anything dramatically leaps and bounds design-wise. New ideas in the kitchen space. You guys correct me if I'm wrong. Is that true? It seems like everything's pretty much recycled as far as ideas. Like gold handles. Nobody wanted gold handles. Now all of a sudden, Everybody gold wants handles it? are the biggest thing. Yeah, yeah, they want rose gold. That's what they want. Yeah. They don't want gold. So there's no new ideas. It seems like there's just tweaks to old ideas. Can you guys please tell me that upper cabinets are kind of disappearing? I would love to tell you they are, but how can you? Shelves. Openness. You just can't put as much as you can inside the cabinets. Everything's got to be. I I prefer opening things up on the bottom and having it all organized on the bottom instead of having to reach up the top. People always complain and not enough space, not enough space. How can you just give them open shelving? It looks cool. Yeah. I'll agree with you. It's a nice design feature. Is it practical? I think it is. Yeah. It saves me the trouble of doing this. Yeah. I could just do this. <laughs> yeah. But then you got to organize when you put well, them see, back. That's, you know what it is? I think it's the couple that doesn't want to dust or clean and have that because yeah. it's on display. And if it, you haven't used that particular mug or glass or whatever it is, you're guilty at that point. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Look how yeah. dirty the house is. <laughs> we see it versus it being inside a cabinet. But I think it's also people, people don't really like change. They're used to uppers forever. I don't. Yeah. I really dislike uppers. Yeah. I, I have no love for whatever for any kind of upper at all. Yeah. I'd rather spend a, a good quality backsplash or kind of a material yeah. or something like that and see that. And it's not that I'm going to put live edge as shelves or anything like that. I, right. just, I think there's different ways of doing interesting shelves that you can put the everyday use things right yeah. so there's glasses and mugs that you use in every like a little serving dish or something like the everyday little things that you constantly use in every time yeah. right from use right to dishwasher and that's it you don't have to worry about opening and closing doors right well i could see it becoming more popular it's just tradespeople always seem to kind of be a little bit farther ahead than clients opinions really as far as what's coming we see it every day yeah we right? have an you opinion about it every it. day yeah you got how many kitchens have you guys done how many have you done joey like cnc wise can you guys ramble it off that, thousands yeah well, it's like almost like a body count hey eh? what's right, your yeah. what's your kitchen count man <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thousands yeah yeah, yeah. Lots. Ta- see what i mean so you guys have worked out all the kinks at that point yeah. right so it's like why not listen to you guys on what's i get it i think it's a little bit of fear <laughs> yeah like even when painted cabinets started getting really popular everybody was terrified of mdf Everybody wanted but to paint maple. But now everyone loves it. Right. Now people are a little bit more educated. Like it's been around long enough that people have done the research. They've talked to people who have had them done. Like painting maple doors is terrible. It sounds better, but the hairline cracks bother people. It doesn't bother me. Because that's wood. Yes. But people, Character. people want perfect. People want it to look hey, Until the forever. child or the dog wrecks it. Right. But, but those are the same to the maple. 
Sorry? They'll still the dog or the child will still do the same damage. Of course they will. To the yeah. maple. Of course they will. So you won't get any splitting on the MDF. I think it's just more of a product that'll be it'll look good for a longer period of time. I mean it maybe it's just the trades person in me that I just even though you faintly see the grain, yeah. I respect that more than pristine, beautiful body shop kind of okay. painted panel. Like it's too clean. Yeah, because that's what we yeah. aim for. Yeah. We aim for for that room. Flawless. If that room is designed that way in that kitchen or whatever you're using the cabinetry for, then it makes sense. Right. Like if it was a closet or if it was yeah. if if I was that was the room. But I would want to see character. I call yeah. it character. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a problem with imperfections well, in well, the rooms. Well a lot of the kitchens today are being um split so we'll introduce mdf and there'll also be wood the like uppers and bottoms or yeah. like a wood yeah, island a lot of times even just the island yeah tying into a canopy yeah. um not a lot n- no red oak anymore no. nobody wants red oak no red oak is gone from white the 80s. white oak seems yeah to but be nobody can get white oak right uh, it's difficult but yeah. it's it seems to be that's the trend that's coming back in that's what we've been noti- we've been noticing lately and yeah, well, walnut is still a popular walnut's one. Walnut's still a popular, but I think the yeah. white oak is going to overrule it. Walnut, but so is <laughs> so, so is, white, is oak. white oak. Yeah. White oak's just getting They're, up there just yeah. for the sake of being greedy. Is that what it is? I think because so. white oak is not that scarce as walnut. No, yeah, right. We have a lot of white, white but we don't have a lot of walnut. Right. Uh, but supply and demand will bring the price up. Right. <laughs> I got to do a little bit of history, guys. But I do want to ask you before I do history and cabinetry. Um, What's the right way to approach a crown? So if you've got crown through the whole house, yay or nay should you have that exact same crown in the kitchen? Well, Tony's got a strong opinion on this. Oh, so I, do I. I, so I, do I. I. I have a very strong opinion so now. So you've got the same profile through the whole house. Yes. And now we get into the kitchen, and the kitchen supplier may not have that profile. So uh, common sense dictates yes. that you take that profile and copy it and put it into the kitchen cabinetry, Correct. Uh, I disagree. I think the, the kitchen can have its own um, crown. It doesn't have to mimic the rest of the house. But when we're talking stuff like MDF kitchen solid colors, I'm a big believer that it should be a styrofoam plaster as opposed to an MDF or a pop. Oh, I, I agree. Base. It should be a plaster or a styrofoam plaster. 100%. But what do you do if you've got an open kitchen, which is pretty much everybody's kitchen these days? Yep. And you've got crown coming in on the one side where the then dining. Co- then copy the rest of the house. If you're doing a plaster, you can copy it. You can copy the kitchen one. Correct. You guys can copy yeah. it. Well, a lot of times if it's plaster, we won't. We won't you won't give it. Give you let you let the plaster run Correct. through your kitchen. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. I think that's a proper way of doing. Okay. Here's the color. other question now. The crown's painted one color, yep. but the kitchen's a different color. You get to the kitchen now, what color is the crown in the kitchen? We've had, uh, we've just finished a couple of projects where the painter will actually match the cabinetry color where it's wrapping around the cabinetry. But again, if you've got the open part of the kitchen and that crown is uh, Chantilly lace. Stop it where the cabinet is and then continue but Chantilly lace. You'll, you'll see the stop. You'll it, see the stop. It's always in a joint. It looks, yeah. it looks so it's in the 45. It looks better because in the yeah. kitchen, that completes the kitchen cabinetry part of it and it still keeps the house part of Correct. it. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I always ran it right through. It's like, you're going to have to just go with it. That's all it yeah. is. It's so a personal preference. At that point. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. All right. A little history of cabinetry. Uh, I just want to share with you guys. Cabinets were first used in the late Renaissance Italy. 
They were designed for storing papers and other valuables. Uh, they came from the realization that chests were useful for seating and frontal access to storage was more convenient. Thus, cabinets were often placed on a chest or a table before legs were added. So that's the start of it. That's where it all came from. Uh, since cabinets held valuables, they were decorated with great displays, uh, monarchy carvings, and that's where all the fanciness comes from, I guess, right? Yeah. And you get some slave that's carving it away for the whole life, and then he hands it off to his child, and he continues carving it. Uh, French cabinet styles were based on architectural lines. Uh, English import imported Chinese and Japanese lacquer cabinets. Glass shelves became popular in the 18th century display uh, to display China which is what we've all grown up with. We've seen that. Uh, cabinet makers soon became the most highly regarded woodworker, and now cabinet makers refer to a maker of relatively short-lived built-in kitchen cabinets. So I know that overseas in the UK, whatever, it's like those are trim artists. That's what they do. That's what they focus on, right? A lot of it is still handmade and stuff. So um, that's about it. So yeah, jewelry and hanging cabinets, all kinds of cabinets. That's where it all came from. Okay, uh, Alice Kitchens and Bath on IG, alicekitchens at belnet.ca. Where do you guys want to go from here now? Do you have any other questions <laughs> for us? <laughs> I got tons of questions. I'm just curious. I mean, so, Joey, your job is to figure out how to take a sheet. You guys using fives or tens? You're using five by tens, right? Four by eights, four by nines, five by tens. Yeah, five seven, by tens are seven, heavy, man. Seven by nines. Seven by nines is the best Those one. are terrible. <laughs> Seven by nine is a square, basically. Doesn't yeah. fit on the CNC. Oh, what's your max? Five by ten. So what we have to do? Is we three quarter or yeah, quarter. three quarter. Wow. Yeah. So how do you handle a seven by nine? So seven by nine, we we cut on the saw first, and then we nest on the CNC. But you have to figure out how to maximize that sheet, right? So there's no wastage, right? Right. So right. you guys don't take those little offcuts and build something at home with it, right? No. That's the Use idea. <laughs> yeah. But you guys are literally cutting it as quickly. Do you, do you guys have that lift, that motorized lift, or is it all by man now still? Or? Well, it's, it's, it's by man right now. Okay, yeah. all right. We're, we're actually in, in the process of looking for one. Yeah, yeah it's expensive, eh? Yeah, it is expensive. Yeah. But sometimes you can find them at auctions. But they're rare items. Not a lot of people have them. The suction one? Yes. Why don't they have them? It's just too they're, expensive? They're pricing. That's all it is. Right. Yeah, big, but big, what's bigger shops will have them. What's the cost of labor to move those sheets every time? Yeah. I, if you look at it that way, yes. And risk. Yes. I mean, MDF is not easy to hold and carry. We, and we do. Joey has a material handler. material handler. What's that? It's, it's like this it's little, guy. No. I think it's oh. a bora. <laughs> it's a cart, basically. Okay. That we slide the sheet of material on top of. Okay. And it hinges down and then has two wheels on it. You tilt it up, wheel it over to the machine. And then wheel it. And then it tilt down. it back over. So one guy can do it. It's not a problem. Just okay. so it's it's mostly for the majority of the, the four by eight material because obviously the small the smallest sheets that we cut are those and it handles it the best. But uh, yeah, that's what we use mostly. So the funny. larger sheets, we don't use that. Joey's talking. I, c I can smell MDF, eh? <laughs> like, it's one of my least favorite smells. Oh, in the, the worst. That's it's the worst. When we're cutting sad. doors, oh. Like, you're literally carving out all yeah. the material out of a solid piece of MDF. That's the messy part. I can part, smell so. it. I honestly can smell it right now. Come to the shop. You'll smell it. Oh, right I'm you not a fan of MDF. <laughs> yeah. And you can taste it. Exactly. Oh, you can taste it. Yeah. But how are you? You're doing CNC. You're carving it. Is there a vacuum on the side? Yes. or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it follows it? Well, the, the pocketing operation is the least efficient when you're trying to suck up the dust. Yeah, because, yeah. It's it just cool. all shoots out the side. For, for, depending on the on the size of the door, the larger doors, when you're doing a large pocket 
and then it's on a, on a straight long line it shoots it all at the side i'm sure tony's done this you guys probably bring clients back in there to look at the whole factory and everything's cool for sure but i'm pretty sure i could i could picture tony there with like a handsaw just like <laughs> no no wrong <laughs> just, there's tony working on our latest no. kitchen right now he's got a handsaw don't worry wrong it's, it's reverse teeth don't worry it's all good <laughs> <laughs> no hands-on no I, I we probably do have some back there yeah. but i still have some yeah no no they're, they're, they come around you know we use them sometimes occasionally yeah but not for fine not, cabinetry not stuff. in our business anymore oh. no yeah just to scare the shit out of the clients that's yeah, all it is that's, that's, that's what they want us yeah. <laughs> yeah. walk around with a can of like dark dark blue paint or something yeah. like that <laughs> make them really nervous so okay so cnc you're getting everything ready and then it's who's assembling it oh we have guys so yeah, you put it all together. Yeah, we have bench workers that'll assemble it. And then it's all, you were saying carcasses are all three-quarter? Everything, yes. yeah, three-quarter. So they're solid. Yeah. Yes. We don't want repairs. If we can avoid repairs before they happen, we will. That's because why. the kitchen in your eyes should last how long? Lifetime. Uh, <laughs> is that how it should? Like, it should last that long, yeah. right? It yeah. shouldn't start to fall apart no. after, like, it should last. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so that I, I agree with the three-quarter carcasses for sure. Yeah. Are you guys using uh, legs or leveling legs? Or are you using... Le okay. Leveling legs. But you're using... They're not... Like, are they cheapy-cheapy? No, they're not cheapy. No, no. Right? For industry standard. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then... Uh, and everything's assembled with screws, not dowels. Yeah, that's the other thing. Makes a big difference. And dowels, they forget the glue at sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes a lot of sense, right? Yeah. And then, okay, so you guys assemble everything, pack everything, bring it to the site. And then you unfold and somebody's got a packing list or somebody's got a, a layout or something? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's all, all layouts brought on site, uh, wrapped. The installer will unwrap it, follow the layout, and start yeah. putting the jigsaw puzzle together. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. And then the salesman's usually on site, whether it's me or Mario, just to kind of set up the installers, answer questions. We'll be in and out of that house during install just to make sure everything goes smooth. Yeah, and from what I've heard from Tony, like he enjoys installing your product, right? Yeah. It's not a difficult product to install, no, right? We try and build as much as we can in the shop. So install goes a little bit faster and it's a little bit more foolproof. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anything kind of funky that you guys have built? CNC'd? Draw... I don't know. I think we made a bed one time, didn't we? Make a yeah, bed? we did. Uh, you guys made a bed. A bed. Yeah, we got Out some what species? weird requests. <laughs> not an MDF? No, it wasn't MDF. I think it was melamine, a uh, decorative melamine. That was before my time. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Decorative mm -hmm. melamine. King, made a lighthouse queen, or king. A king. lighthouse. Yeah. Yeah. A lighthouse. Yeah. Like for for backyard or something or kids. I room? think it was going in their front yard. <laughs> but a little lighthouse, maybe six feet tall. Uh, maybe a little taller yeah. than that. Was he uh, a fisherman or something? I don't understand. No idea. Someone just got there. Yeah, yeah. It was a favor. <laughs> my brother worked for the region, and he had a fire hydrant in his backyard. Just because nice. he could take one from work, so he put yeah. it in there. It wasn't hooked yeah. up, right? No, but it's decorative. Might as well. So we get odd requests like that. But for the most part, we try and stay away from that. Because it sounds simple, but it eats up a lot of time on the machine. Yeah. And the whole shop's running it's, on that machine. It's, it's a lot of one of. Yeah. Yeah, but that makes his head scratch because now yeah. he's got to, like, somebody give me a shaker, right? Because it's like he's got to think. Honestly, right. I yeah. enjoy that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. 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 We've been working a lot. Well, I wouldn't say a lot, but we've been doing some work with uh, epoxy. So we'll, we'll carve out designs, whatever, in a panel. Oh, and you throw epoxy in there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we'll throw epoxy, we'll dye it, whatever, in there. And it looks really nice. That's pretty yeah. interesting. Yeah. Actually, the first person I think we did it for was Phil. Have you did something homes. for that? Yeah, really, yeah. Yeah, yeah a nice Harley logo in one of his doors. So, yeah, in his garage. Yeah, we've yeah. even done uh, the uh, BMW logo. 
Yeah. In, in no, garage cabinetry. We, yeah. We've been venturing up into uh, garage cabinetry as well. Oh, so uh, getting into the more durable stuff. Yeah. Are you guys getting into metal? No. No, not it's, yet? It's all PET. What's, that's like, um, what it's, is it? It's, it's, it's Corian? Kind of like a Corian? No. It's still an MDF core. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's the same plastic as, as water bottles. So it's, it's durable. It doesn't off gas. Okay. So it's good for kitchens too, not just outdoors. But you can carve it and cut it like wood? Or no? No. I can't make doors in it, but if my brother wants to carve in like the Harley logo we were talking about. You can do that. You yes. can do that. The so epoxy kind of like composite decking or no? No. Not quite. No. I don't even know what this I, stuff I, I is. Would, I would say consider it uh, like a higher end melamine product. Okay. Yeah. Except the face side of it, it's still a melamine back on most of them, but the front side is a PET, which is like the same product as a water bottle. Same plastic. P it's a PET, PET. Yes. And, and it's foldable, which I like working with that. So what are you doing? You're mitering and then... Yes. Yeah, so for like uh, balances and stuff, fascias, I'll do a fold so that it's pretty seamless. Glue in it? Yeah. yeah. Glue in it. So it can glue it too. So yeah. I use like a V-bit on the CNC. Yeah. And it goes all the way through the core, but leaves just the skin at the bottom. Just, yeah. And then you just fold it. It's crazy. It's beautiful. I love that they can do that with drywall too. Yeah. You yeah. see a lot of guys doing it with drywall and already having all pre-made pieces that just drop into place. No it's corner so nice. beat, no nothing. Yeah. It's more expensive, ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Um, everybody asking for drawers on the bottom? Or are there still some stupid people out there that want cupboards? People are asking for all drawers, but a lot of times it it's ends money. up getting money and they end up needing to mix depending on what they want. Like certain hardware I can't do in all drawers. What do you right? mean? Like a corner unit with a pullout can't be done as a drawer. Oh, yeah. Um, but there's ways around that too. Like because my brother's carving all the doors. Okay. We're making them ourselves. Okay. There's been cases where I'll make a regular door look like a set of three drawers. So my brother will carve each individual yeah, drawer, leave sense. it joined. Yeah. We'll put three handles and nobody can really tell until they get up close. So you can still get that look, but to have complete, complete drawers in a kitchen is tough with the hardware. Have you guys perfected spice organizational skills? We do a lot of them. Because right, I can but assume that clients come in and they're kind of particular about how they want their spices laid out. And you can never fit the Kirkland-sized versions. Yeah. Right? Well, the units we're using, have there's a, there's a variance in basket sizes. So we can customize the cabinet and order the appropriate basket, depending on what you're going to put in there. Um, so that's usually enough to make people happy. They don't want the wood trays and everything's on a bias, just facing? Yeah, some of them do. We do that as well. Is that, would yeah. that be the best way to use a spice application? I, I think it is the best. And then yeah. it's like obviously cre creating them in house because you can buy a yes. lot. You can buy a lot of units. No, I don't think they there's don't a unit out there that works yeah. for you. They, I think right. it has to it's like the kitchen. It has to be for you. Customized. It has to be. Yeah. So I think that you got to spend the time and effort trying to figure out how to do it. And I'm just trying to yeah. think of the, the laying the bed kind of spice yeah. is probably the best option, but I guess it's, where is it going to get placed? It has to get placed to the cooking area. Yes. Left or right. Way. Left yeah, or left or right. right, right? Right. Yeah. So I guess oils on one side, spices on the other side. Yes. But the hardware is tough sometimes too because a lot For of that. people are on like Pinterest and House and they're pulling up pictures and like the hardware they're showing us isn't available here. Like I can try and find an equivalent, but sometimes it doesn't translate to what we can get up here. Like Richelieu is pretty good. Yeah. But it's not always direct match to what the hardware they're looking for is so then what do you do at that point i guess you kind of show them the options yeah that's all it is right yeah. 
Yeah. And then cleaning and everything, organizing, keeping all this stuff looking good. Is there touch-ups? I know that personally when I did one of my first kitchens I ever did, uh, I was responsible mm. of causing some damage yeah. on a, a hood custom that matched the rest of the units. Yeah. And I was blown away what Mr. Magic Man showed up and fixed what I damaged. I didn't think he was going to be able to fix it. Yeah. Well, depending on what the damage is, something can always be oh, done. Well, it's the corner of a cabinet went right into the edge of the hood decorative piece and it was a chunk of wood that got knocked out right yeah and he fixed it I, I, and i i was inspecting it forever yeah and i couldn't see where he fixed it yeah i was really blown away by that stuff mdf is great to repair mdf is easy but the wood is tough wood is a little tough though. wood's tough yeah you guys remember a few years back they were trying to push the porcelain face cabinetry did you yes. guys ever jump yeah. on that train no. no it never took off huh no. and i never liked it either did you try it we didn't even try it. We had no request. No. No request for it. It didn't make any sense. To no. me, it didn't make any sense. No. And it was really risky because if you chip that, like if you accidentally hit, yeah. then yeah. how do you fix that? I don't know if you can. You can't. Yeah. You yeah. can't. It's a porcelain. Right. So you can't fix it. Right. I've seen them fix granite. Yeah, you can fix granite. You can fix any natural stone. You can the fix porcelain. It. And you can't it. tell. No, yeah. for sure. But we've also changed a lot in the last maybe since we got the CNC. We were a different company before this. What was it like before the CNC? Well, we did face frame. Yeah. Okay. All our cabinetry was face frame. And That's the American way. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah no, uh, probably the best thing that we've ever done at Atlas was to switch from frame to frameless. And obviously, once you jump that from one to another, you got to upgrade on machinery. And we did that. And... Worked out well. Yeah. It was probably the best move we've made. Yeah. And we dragged by, our feet on by, it. Too. By far. Yeah. We should have done it sooner. Yeah. All right. Uh, what exactly do you do, Samantha? Like, what's your official title? Uh, design, I guess. So, okay. Uh, I went so to you're dealing with most of the client requests and changes. and To a degree. So, like, yeah. a lot of them go through him first. Um, and then, so I work between Frank and Mario. And I also have, uh, we have another designer, Ksenia, on our team. Um, so we either sit in and on meetings. Um, we can also pitch color ideas and other, like, to palettes. Because sometimes people bring in their flooring or paint color. And I don't know what works well with this. So then we look at all of our options and try and make a, a beautiful design. Are you guys kitchen. voicing your opinion about, okay, if we're starting at this kind of shaker panel, this color, we recommend this stone, this flooring. You guys will make some suggestions. A little bit. But you not, don't get into that world. No. That's not your wheelhouse. It's not our product, yeah. yeah. It, it depends on the job, too. Like, sometimes clients will come in with their own designer, too. And Sam will work with them, but she's not as involved, like, if there had been no designer. Yeah. Uh, like with Heavy Duty. Yeah. Steph's always coming in with the clients. Yeah. His designer. So she's kind of taking the lead on design. I'm working with her. And then it'll still get to Sam. And Sam will make tweaks and make suggestions if she sees something that needs to change. Because Sam has an understanding of construction, too. She's not just making things pretty. She yeah. knows how we build, which helps. Which, yeah. it's a huge event. Huge. You yeah. have to have that. Because a lot of times, like, designers will request something that, I can't make it that way. Yeah. It just can't be done. It looks nice, but it's not practical, or it doesn't make sense with my construction. Can you think of something off the top of your head that... Um, like... I'll get designers who come in and they want no extra gables. At all? At all. At all. Why? 
they think it looks cleaner, which it's, it's a preference thing. But I, I'm not going to switch to dowels for one job. And I don't want to because yeah. it's just going to be headaches. So there's situations like that. But most designers are good. Like when I'm working with Phil's designer, she'll tell me what she's looking for. If something can't be done exactly that way, I'll explain why and we'll work together. Okay, what if we do this? And then we'll, we'll end up where it works for me. She gets the look she's after and everybody's happy. So. I know a few years back they introduced the servos, right? Yeah. I don't like, no. that's just me. Have you guys Have done you? that? Yeah, we, we've got one in production right now. I don't like. <laughs> Why? I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not I lazy just, and okay. I'm not stupid. Listen, I think they're cool. I just don't know about the longevity. Yeah. It's electronics. They're going to fall apart. More to go wrong. And mm-hmm. then you're also sacrificing storage space. Yeah. And a lot of storage space. For well, what? So you can touch something? Yeah. I, listen, I think it's a cool feature. It's about as far as it goes. But I do see them being an issue down the line. You got to be tech savvy because you're going to be repairing them. And then sometimes I've heard that they actually just actuate on their own. Like if you get too close or you just probably into it. Again, it's all on frequencies, right? Uh, That makes no sense to me. So something can go wrong. There's too many negatives for me to think it's positive. That's why I don't like it. I think it's too complicated. It's too complicated. And I'm back to the space thing. Like you guys said, I think the valuable space is important, right? Uh, I still believe that upper should go bye-bye. That's just me, though. I think kitchens would feel bigger and not as enclosed. I think if you have a smaller kitchen, it would feel bigger. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you got to be like, uh, you got to be cleaning all the time. That's the only thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all client-based, and then it's based off of the actual layout of the house in each project. So the client's kind of going to come in and want they like they'll know what they'll want and we can make suggestions and if they're looking let's say they're looking at their pinterest board and they're like i like this look and it's like okay just understand that you have to sacrifice these certain things whether it's storage space you have to be a clean and either they understand that they're like oh no can't work with that (laughs) well i'm getting more people asking for open shelves for uppers but they don't want to get rid of all the uppers yet so they're kind of moving towards that direction yeah but they still want closed cabinets. Just bite the bullet, you stupid people. It's <laughs> yeah. just like, come but on, man. Wake up. Yeah. Trust me. You'll love it. You'll try it. Does anybody in this room drive a station wagon anymore? No. 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 And they were what? The ultimate vehicle back in the right. day, right? Right. So nobody drives station wagons anymore. Even though we pile a bunch of kids in the back and the yeah. heads would be sticking out and they had the cool window that came down. Times change. Kitchens need no more uppers. I'm sorry to say, yeah. man. But people are thinking, like, where am I going to put my Disney cups and... Like the weird <laughs> stuff. On the uppers. Yeah. I've got my Batman and my Superman mugs, all right? They go on the upper proudly. Plus, you get an opportunity to put some color, man. Yeah, yeah. that's true. They were given to me, by the way. All right. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I love Nothing it. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I would have still bought them, though. I would have totally bought them, man. Um, <laughs> okay, I want to figure out the grocery list. I can only assume shakers the top of the list, right? Then you've got the white. It's top of the list. Yeah. Waterfall, top of the list? Yeah. If yeah. people want it. Yeah, but we don't deal with countertops. Yeah. You we'll don't. Make- no. But you have to, I guess it's the question of, I've always had this argument, if you do a waterfall, you sacrifice an opportunity to put a wine kind of cabinet shelving section or something. Yeah, and you also need to be creative with like plug placement, which we run into a lot, because you need the outlets on the island. Well, I would park them right into the waterfall itself, right? Yeah. But that's what I would do. A lot of guys don't like doing yeah. it. Yeah. It's more work. 
I, I agree. It's more I, work, and they like just a clean sheet yeah, of stone. Yeah, I was going to say, I love the clean. Like, I don't want to see a plug on that beautiful So then stone. where are you putting the plug then? Uh, With a waterfall. Yeah. Backside we we need to find yeah, creative ways. Yeah. Like, sometimes I'll put a post in the front, and I'll leave kind of a flat blank spot with no carving. And no, I but if you've got a waterfall, there. where are you going to put the plug? Well, I'd put it in yeah. the front. So a, fo- a post facing forward and the waterfall Oh, on and the then sides. just put it in the post on the side. Yeah. And then we'll modify the carving because my brother can pretty much do anything I can draw out. And we can mount it there. Or sometimes I'll do posts behind where the overhang is. And we'll mount it in the side of that post too so there's access. Do you guys like the plugs coming out of the tops? The ones that are a little depressed thing or whatever? They scare uh, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think they're cool. It's just more of a concern spilling stuff. and Yeah. We've never, never really done it yet. Yeah. And then what about, are they asking for, because this, I guess, affects you guys when you're building cabinets, uh, the, they want the plugs underneath the uppers. Yes, that's very common. Yeah. But then it or makes you... Um, we we got to create uh, box balances. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot more work, but that's becoming like a regular right now. But I don't like it because now you have to look underneath yes. to try to plug something versus the back wall. You just plug something. Right. Yeah, like I, I keep on showing clients and talking to them and also designers, whatever, and other tradespeople, the kitchen has a function. Never forget the function attached to the kitchen. Right. Once you start trumping your design over the function, you're not going to have a kitchen that you're going to love throughout. Right. And that's what it has to, you have to love it throughout. Well, a lot of times we'll get that request when people are putting like the three-quarter slab right up underneath from countertop to the upper oh, they and they it don't they want it all clean they know, and then they're going to hate bending over to try to plug every appliance that they want to yeah. plug i've yeah. seen where they carve the outlet into that yeah i've seen the, yeah. what is which it is bocce no. what it what, the italian Not sure but it was beautiful they look like little emojis yeah yeah, yeah i know but those box balances are always a pain <laughs> i don't <laughs> like the thi- well see it goes back to an upper i don't like the thickness of it yeah, sometimes we'll make it hidden in the cabinet too. Mm-hmm. It'll be within the cabinet. The extra gables will come down further to cover it and the door will come down as well. So you'll see it when you open it. You'll see a thicker bottom, like two and a half inch. See, what I see is I see you made something thicker just to accommodate the box, right? Yeah. which I have a problem with then at yeah. that point. Then it's not, it, it, you're killing the, the aesthetic of it. Yeah, that's what I see. But I don't know. It's, it's tough even for install because we always need to go back for it. Because I can't guess thickness of backsplash, thickness of slab ahead of time, and it needs to line up perfect. So lighting-wise, though, you're doing channels. Right. Yes. But then if you're putting plugs up there, where are the plugs going? In between, the lights going in the middle, the lights going in the back. Again, customer preference. Yeah. A, lot yeah. of, a lot of times we'll groove out the uh, light balances a little further forward. Okay. And then put the outlets behind it. Yeah. This is a lot of the stuff that goes into those first meetings before it gets to the back. So there's a lot of legwork for all this stuff, like things people wouldn't even think to ask. I need to bring up. I need to make clear because at the end you'll get you'll get a complaint. Yeah, why is it done this way? Well, because you guys have done thousands of kitchens, right, right? Right. So can you tell all the listeners, the the homeowners, how far away your upper should be from an open gas cooktop, like the upper above the stove? Yes. I oh no no the flanking ones, the flanking cabinets, right? Because people don't realize that an open gas cooktop you got to have a distance away from that when it comes to any uppers. Yeah. Right. Well, so is there a magic number? I don't even know if there's an OBC magic number that I'm not usually expecting. I'll defer to specs because all the appliance specs are pretty thorough. It'll tell you exactly clearance. where it is. Yeah. yeah. Cause we know with OBC it's 12 inches of minimum from an open gas stove from a side gable, right? Yeah. You can't have any closer than that. So right. I assume that it would also be 12 inches well, away your uppers. Yeah. But homeowners want the uppers to be lined up with the cooktop. Um, 
It depends what we're doing too. Like if we're doing canopies, I'll always oversize canopies compared to the cooktop size regardless. Okay. I think if it's the exact same width, it looks a little bit builder. It doesn't look custom. I agree. Yeah, it's so true. I'm always doing that anyway, even for look, but for functionality, it makes sense too. And situations like panels, like you're saying, like a pantry close to the stove, I try and avoid that altogether whenever possible because it's just an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. It's not even so much the stove. It's you're going to touch it with a hot pot right off the stove. Yeah. You're going to burn it. And yep. then it's a headache for both of us. And then that gets worn out or whatever. And now yeah. you start really beating it up, right? Yeah, exactly. All right. Anything funky in CNC land or something? The diamond I, diamond pa pattern we did. What diamond pattern? That was pretty funky. <laughs> yeah, that was good. You carved out? Yeah, we experiment a little bit. Come up yeah. with some new designs. Like a panel? Yeah. 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 We'll use a one-inch MDF. That way we can carve in some decorative designs and we can still mount hardware in the end. Um, but he can yeah, basically... Yeah, that's, that's like super that. custom. So when we were, even with like fluted doors and stuff, we have to take into account that there's a handle going in there. Yeah. So what I'll do is I'll use that same tool that I'm using to make the flutes to do is like a, a provision to have that handle sit inside there. And it's like so clean, so nice. Yeah. A lot of the times when you see the fluting, people are just putting the edge poles on top. Because you can't mount a handle on that texture that's over no. the whole door. So Okay, so here's the magic question, because I've had this argument before. If it's a knob, where does the knob get positioned? Does it get positioned to the center line of the starting point of the shaker and in the middle of the rail style, whatever is vertical or horizontal? Or does it get positioned in the diagonal center line of the frame? That's case by case. Yeah. yeah, I like to have it lined up with the rail, but if it's a knob, yeah, even if it's a handle, the even bottom of it will handle, be lined up with the rail. Lined up with the rail. Okay, where the rail ends and the center panel starts. Yes, but there's been times where we've assumed because that's kind of the standard, and then it's been a big problem. They don't designer like the came in and they said yeah. that's not where it's supposed yeah. to be. You, you can't assume anymore. No, so you have to. That's <laughs> specified in your absolutely. That's a conversation I have at install because people don't want to commit to a decision either until they see a door on the wall and have a handle in hand and can move it up and down the door. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's no real right or wrong. There it's, is. It's just preference when they actually everything's assembled, right? Exactly. See now, if you had no uppers, you wouldn't have to have this conversation. Exactly. Maybe I need to stop pushing uppers. I'm just <laughs> saying, man. I'm, I'm, I think the future is no uppers. I think the futures are gonna, the uppers are going to hang out with Lazy Susie. That's yeah. what's going to happen. Well, like I was saying, it's coming up more and more, but still people don't want to get rid of all of them. What There's could be the alternative? Like, what can we do here? I've thought about, like, concrete shelving, like an interest in architectural uh, yeah. design concrete. Uh, that could be your shelf, right? Well, right, right now, there's other things like uh, Richelieu has to offer, like metal floating shelves where you can create it out yes. of uh, like a, a thinner aluminum. Yeah. It's a high grade, good on strength, and you build your frame however you want it and insert the glass in the center so light can still flow through it, and it's still a good airy feeling, and they look sharp. You know where I get a lot of ideas for kitchens, like where I think that things should cross over? Restaurants. Oh, yeah. yeah. I do the I'm same. I'm constantly, yeah. I, I, I refuse to sit at a table. I'll always choose to sit at a bar closer to the restaurant area, the, the cooking area, because I want to just spy. Yeah. I want to see how things are done there because I'm like, surprise, surprise, functional kitchen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like for a lot of people, a lot of times. So I'm like, okay, that's a cool idea. That's a cool idea. Yeah. But nobody ever wants a whole stainless steel kitchen. Not yet, right? Right. Yeah. There's, I've been getting some requests here and there. Or like odd areas to have like drawer fronts done in stainless and then like a mat center. Yeah, inserts of stainless. 
inserts of stainless, what, yeah. into the panels? Yeah. So you have a wood frame. Right. And then a stainless insert. Right. Or the whole drawer front is done in stainless. Yeah. But only specific. For the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Like accent pieces in certain areas. That would look kind of cool. It, it is I cool. I like that. It's loud. You got to like it. But it's only for specific areas. You can't put it everywhere. It's just overwhelming. You're just gluing it on or how's it getting? Well, that would have to be custom made. Yeah. Okay. That's all custom made. They wrap your panels yeah. in a stainless product. We're doing uh, a good uh, amount of aluminum doors too. Right. Aluminum. Yeah. Colored or just um, colored? They, yeah. They'll come like black anodized. They'll come like stainless chrome. And they're pressed around the material? Uh, no, it's like an aluminum extrusion that's cut that's and assembled into itself. a door. It's, a four, it's constructed of four aluminum rails and then the one center panel, usually decorative glass. Oh, that's kind of nice. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. That was the, actually what went with the basement kitchen where we did the high gloss flutes. Well, that's kind of nice. nice. And they got yeah. some varying rail sizes too. Like if you want like the super thin three-quarter rail and then the majority's glass, like yeah. they, they have some beautiful shapes. It's not just like the plain two and a half inch shaker all the way around. But does it, it scratches though. It would scratch, but you can yeah. just scratch it. It's, it's going to blend right in. Well, when it's anodized, you'll take the finish off. You can touch it up. There's pens that will... They'll, make it disappear yeah but you got to be really scrubbing it with something abrasive yeah, right it's it's yeah. pretty durable yeah what scares me more is like uh, a mistake on install or a little bit rough on install that's where you'll get a scratch if anything from daily use it's it's tough right but if somebody accidentally drops a door a dent yeah. then that becomes an issue right yeah. yeah and if you scratch it that exposed aluminum it's bright on the black background but yeah. the sa saving grace is you can or we can get one rail just to replace the damage the rail. It's not like you need a whole new door. Doesn't aluminum have a grain? I'm trying to... Stainless steel has a grain. Stainless Stain steel does. Stainless. But aluminum doesn't have a grain. No, no. no stainless steel doesn't yeah. have a grain. The, the ones we're using don't. Okay, so then yeah. you can actually swap it out, no Absolutely. problem. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 There's other finishes available. For the most part, we're just using the matte black aluminum. All right, guys. little OBC talk. Lumber crating. Uh, grading. Uh, what's a number three lumber? You guys know this okay grading grading i don't believe in any of it because, because they're all it, it, it's up to the <laughs> they <group>. all failed <laughs> no but if you look at the veneers that are coming in today right when uh, we, are when they getting much thinner now oh, they're thin as it's almost like do i write on it or do i carve it no they're splitting hairs today wow it's it's ridiculous it's gotten a lot worse i don't think you can get any thinner than it would, what it is presently but i've seen it come down a lot and, and as far as the grading, depending on the grader, I've seen A face, B face, C faces. I've seen Bs better than As. Really? Yeah. But my lift will show A face. Did they make a mistake labeling the palette? I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just a grader. So number three, according to this, is uh, load-bearing plank frame construction, which is Ruth Sheeling. Uh, white pine, red, white or red pine. Uh, then you uh, have to use number four common for subfloors, which is all plywood, all that stuff, right? So yep. number four is common board, which is sheathing, nailing base. Number five is uh, non-load bearing plank frame. Uh, number two is standard framing, right? Which we're all familiar with. And I disagree with the amount of uh, where all the lumber is being at. So number three is utility, which is basically all your stud framing. And number three, again, is economy framing which is load-bearing, but it's all hockey sticks these days, right? Oh, my God. It's all bad. Yeah. So not only that there's a shortage, 
it's coming back like bad. You got to share plywood. Bad. Uh, the the import. Oh my god. Why god. is there such a um, a curve? Why is there like? I, I I strongly believe that the plywood coming in from offshore. Listen, these things have been on a boat forever. The moisture is getting into them. Yeah. So when they arrive at shipping, you unwrap it. They look beautiful. And then, boing. <laughs> Two hours later, they're bananas. They're garbage. You smell, I, the, you smell the fish. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Is that it's, bad, huh? It's bad. We, we don't use any of it. If it's plywood coming into Atlas, it's all domestic. You still catch warping in it. Don't get me wrong. Plywood's plywood. If you know plywood, it's going to bend, but not to the degree. Do we have the manufacturing here? Or is it still being milled, harvested here, but it's being processed down I, south? I, I think it's all being processed okay, down south. And then it's sent out, it. or overseas is being yeah. sent out. Yeah, I like Colombia. Yeah, Colombia is great. That's what I like. I got started with Colombia yeah. back in the day. I would always for, do that. For our pre-finished yeah. uh, UV maple. And it doesn't smell funny when you're no, cutting it. No. When you're working with it. No. So what? you got to do edge banding if you want to get an edge on it instead of, you know. There's boards like Dragonfly. No, 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 no. They won't touch my curb. Really? Yeah, it's bad. Not for veneers, not for anything. Dragon, what? Dragon ply. What's dragon ply? It's a manufacturer. I've never heard of it. Yeah, you don't want to hear about it. Where is it from? Overseas? Solder distributes it. I don't even know this. I don't even know any of this. Yeah. I, it's bad? Yeah, not a fan of it. How bad is it? And they'll make anything? What, maple? The, 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 the center core is like hay. Soft. So it's not even apply. No, it's not even apply. So they do. They do carry apply, but again, stay away from it's it. It's called dragon ply. Yes, dragon ply. Yeah. I've never even heard of this. They, they they create veneers. Like when the boards come in and you look at them, they're fantastic. Put stain on them, then you'll see what the real definition. The moisture is. from the stain will just. It's horrible grain. You can't sand it out. It's bad. That's a nice shout out. No, I, and I'll say I have it, no idea who they are. And I'll say it all over again. Those sales rep know they can come and see us anytime. And they'll show you beautiful samples right, that have been but, baked in an oven. Right, but their yeah. trucks will never touch my curb. Never mind the ash full. So why not go the cheaper route? Why not just go half it, inch press board, carcasses? It doesn't make sense. There's no longevity to it. It costs more. You're not yeah. selling a reputable product. Listen, I'm on the same page. Right? It's, for example, we can buy Chinese full extension tracks, bottom mount tracks at a fraction of what we're paying. Okay. You get 10 service calls in a week. What did you save? You don't save anything. You lost. Yeah. And the customer doesn't have a good product. So go the extra mile, pay the, the initial cost, and you're done. There's no more... There's no more bills to go along with it. Yeah. Okay, so we never finished. I know we talked. Well, technically, you didn't tell me what your dream kitchen is. You just told me that you built something recently. But I mean, your brother and like, who's what? What are you guys building? I like the slab stuff. I like the synthetic slab. Okay, just because it always looks clean. The European look, easy to keep clean, easy to durable. Keep clean. The maintenance is so little. That that's what I care about. I but see it comes kitchen. in a variety too, doesn't it? Yeah, there's okay. a bunch of different textures. There's a bunch of different colors. I like the solid colors. I like simple. I see kitchens all day long, so simple's nice. Samantha, um, I definitely like the MDF card carved doors, but I like to mix it probably with a wood. Um, and I probably would stay 
a little bit away from white. I would either incorporate some color and like a wood because I like the natural. But uh, I would say I'm a little bit more of like a modern country look. What color are we talking about here? Uh, I like green, black, and Like an natural. olive green or like a forest no, green? No, more of a forest green, but not super vibrant, like a little bit more muted. Yeah, I'm MDF still. Um, I don't, not big on the whites. I'm still into the grays. I incorporate with a little bit of metal. Uh, I think that's a sharp look. I agree. For me. I love walnut. For me, natural walnut. Maybe a little bit of painted MDF, just, you know, to break things up. But walnut, I love it. But walnut's expensive, man. What is a sheet of veneer walnut going for these days? Depends. Depending on your grading, depending on your size, you could be looking at 170, 190. That's a lot. What were we at before the pandemic? But, but you see, you're looking at that. You guys have no idea what we're paying the engineered stuff, like the PTs or the Edgars. You're, you're, ad- you're paying more. Mm-hmm. They're like 360, 370 a sheet. So why are, are they gouging? Is it what's going on there? That's the going rate. They're oversized sheets. They're seven by nine. But that's crazy. But you're not getting that wood. No, you're not. Uh, so nobody likes white. No, I'm okay with white. Yeah. Oh, you're okay with it's white. It's just if I had to do it in my house, I would add a little color. I yeah, but it's just funny that soft. four kitchen people, you're adding a little bit of color, but your clients are removing color right, and making everything white. Yeah, but they're, they're doing that one kitchen. We're looking at kitchens nonstop, day in, day out. Like, I'm tired of playing and, white. Yeah. I know, but they, and, they look at their kitchen day but, in, day out. But remember, yeah. our options are limitless. Yes. We can do whatever we want because we're in the business. So it makes it a little bit easier. Do the clients take a chance in the laundry and, and the bathroom areas? They'll like ask for color there. Is that what's going Absolutely. on? Absolutely. Okay, that's yeah. what's happening. That's, that's where they'll take the risk. But sometimes it's tough too because they want to see different things. But when everyone's looking for the same kitchen, like our pictures don't show too much of anything different. Everybody wants a white kitchen. Every white kitchen starts to look the same. So that's part of the problem too. It does. Yeah. So on the Instagram, like I try to not post every single white kitchen. Um, I'm trying Photoshop. to, <laughs> I wish, <Yeah. laughs> um, but like anything different and new, we're trying to like push that on our social media and show that, that you can do more, you can change it up. Um, obviously white is always going to be safe. Everyone looks at it, the resale value, but boring. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, the cabinets for the bath areas, are they built differently for moisture or are they built the exact same way? They're built the same. And they're same. still going to, like, everything's fine because when you guys are painting them, everything's going to be sealed. And that's what, uh, people have a problem. And I'm like, it's a cabinet. It's not submerged in water. Yeah. Water may splash on it and you wipe it clean and that's Correct. it. Correct. It's as simple as that. I think the idea of MDF scares people. Oh, yeah. In a bathroom? Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Yeah, but the amount of water or broken eggs or washing vegetables, like all these things that are happening in a kitchen, what about that? And it's durable and it's lasting. That's what we have to educate our clients on, because a lot of them they they think MDF and they think, oh no, it's gonna it's gonna swell. And I'm like, yeah. no, like we treat the product so that it won't. Oh, obviously, if you have a flood, it's gonna swell. That's different. That's submerged. Different. It's yeah, submerged. Right. But if you splash water on it and it gets wiped off even in an hour, you're not going to have any issues. And plus, our paint product is fantastic. Right. 
what are you guys doing for bait? Can you share that or what? Yeah, I ain't got no problems. We're using all ChemCraft products. Okay. It's all solvent-based. Uh, I'm not a firm believer of water-based just yet. Oh, I agree. As uh, long as you have the right facility for it. Absolutely. When do. you're not doing it in your backyard no, and no, spraying no, no. it while Billy's no. playing with the kids. <laughs> no, you know, like, no, no, no. no. No, 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 no. We're in fully enclosed uh, yeah, spray boost, fresh yes. air makeup units. We've got it all. Um, I'm a big believer of ChemCraft. I've been using it for many years. I still believe they're the best. So it's it's a two-parter, right? Correct. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the lacquer bit, like it's, it's rock solid when yeah. it's finished, right? Yeah. No, I believe it. It's as durable as hell. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of it. We've, we've, we're experimenting with water base as well. We've got companies coming in. Uh, I'm not there yet. I don't think it's there. I don't, I, think I don't it either. Ever but will be there. A lot of people argue with me on that, and that's an argument I'm up for. Do you get clients who are coming in and talking about uh, off gassing and in the kitchen and in the house? Or they they will hear more of that. Frankie and okay. Sam will occasionally. Hear. Yeah. But the problem is, is it's most of the times, you know, they're, they're sitting in the shop for a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, so they're off gassing. They're not right from the booth, right to the house. Right. So. Listen, when they're wrapped and you unwrap them, you're gonna have the, a scent. The, the initial yeah. scent will be there, but it dissipates. Of course. So by the time the client's moving into the house, if it's right. like a fully renoed, but by the time like everything gets cleaned up, countertops get installed, you don't smell it. Right. Yeah. Well, even by the time the install's done. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. The little bit you were smelling when it was wrapped is already dissipated and gone. Yeah. Right. I'm assuming clients like how many opportunities you guys give clients to mix and match and design, redesign and work this and try this shit. And they're, they've got a drawing and it's got like little people in it and you're trying to figure out, is this going to work? And I know designers are famous for this, you know, try to remove, make 36 inches between an item and the perimeter, yeah. which I personally think is too tight. I yeah. think I think the cutoff should be forty two. That's just me. I right? agree with that's you. That's what I am. I think booties are getting bigger, yeah. not smaller. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah. if you want to be rubbing booties, then you need forty two, not thirty six, right? Yeah. Agreed. So I I just like what? How many times do you guys do that? Is it frustrating when you get clients who are like, no, this looks like it has to be moved there, and this has to be moved here and here, and we need to open this up, and yeah. I don't want to sacrifice the island. The island was four feet, now it's three feet. Now we're talking about two feet, and it's a lot of meetings. It's a lot yeah. of patience. Yeah. But I mean, do you get a point where the client, you just got to tell them, shut up and just take it some professional advice or you can't do that? Certain clients, I guess, yeah, to a kinda, degree. It's just like. You got to kind of yeah. dance around that. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. like you said, it's their first. Yeah. It's your 1,000th, right? So it's like you, I would listen to you. Yeah. yeah. Except for the uppers, right? But I would totally <laughs> yeah. listen to you, right? That's the thing. Yeah. But a lot of times I need to even convince them on site. Like I'll take the time out to go and I'll spray paint the kitchen on the floor and show them the space. Assuming that the floor is just plywood at the time. Got it. Um, or I'll and I've done that too. Spray paint and just go here. Get an yeah. idea of where this is going to be. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell people, please, don't, don't do this. It's too tight. Yeah. Or I'll recommend things like I'll spray paint it on your floor. Some of your boxes from moving, set them up at the borders. I yeah. want you to see the space in 3D yeah. because 2D right. doesn't do justice. I've even done sheet of plywood and just put two by fours for legs and parked it right there. Yeah. Yeah. So now you got a very good idea of where everything's going to be at. It's a completely different feel it than is. just seeing then it on the seeing floor. seeing a drawing. Yeah. 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 Same Clients. thing if the, sorry, if the oh. house is like finished or they're like still living in the house when the reno is happening, set up your furniture. Put your furniture in one space, measure out the 36 inches and try and move past each other. Like one's washing dishes and one's cooking right now. So. It's a kitchen is yeah. always a two person minimum 
use of space. Yeah. So it has to be designed for a two person. It can't be designed for a single person, right? Mm -hmm. That's my mentality of, yeah. of looking yeah. at kitchens, right? Yeah. And 36 is tight. It's the it's minimum. It's too tight. But when you have opening appliances and people are trying to get by, yeah, it starts to get irritating. It becomes you, a block. Yeah, you got to stand on the side to open them. You yeah. can't be directly in yeah, front. That's, that's too tight. Right. Yeah. You have to sacrifice that. You got to be more creative at that point. Right. Yeah. Figure out where to put everything at that point, right? And then I guess with, uh, and once you solve that problem, they come in and we want stools all along here. And now you just ate up more of the space. So it makes no yeah. sense, right? The nice thing is we're custom, so I could play around with things. Like I've done an island that's a standard depth, like a 28 inch deep countertop. Yeah. And I'll play with cabinet depths to cheat for stools. Like I'll put the full depth 24 cabinet on the ends. And then on the inside, I'll sit inside a, a 12 inch cabinet. Yeah. So they have that void. The countertop's still the standard depth. And they can kind of get away with it. They're going to have to make some compromises. They're going to lose some cabinet space for the seating. But there's, there's always a solution. Can we just tell uh, the clients the bare minimums here? Because I know that for a stool is minimum 24 inches well, for one stool. And then it's two, 20, unless you yeah, guys work with the 24 is kind of tight too. Yeah, 20, so where do you guys go with 30? I'll recommend 24 minimum. Really? For one stool? Yeah. One space of stool. Yeah, yeah because now the stools are a lot wider than they used to be. People yeah. are putting arms on the sides. It's yeah. not just a regular like bar. So stool. what number do you go? I kind of, I kind of prep them that it's going to be a little bit tight. Like I can tell them to expect to fit between this many people and this many people. I don't really give them a firm size because it's hard. Because you know they'll go, hey, we've got a ten foot island. Yeah. We can fit five people. Yeah, uh, it's kind of. It's not church, yeah. right? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's kind of tight right there. They're not wrong, but there's more to it. Yeah. yeah. It then yeah. comes down to, well, what stool design are you going with? Yeah. Do you, have you picked a stool yet? Like, do we need to measure it? And yeah. then we go from there. If they haven't, then it's like, okay, then you're going to fit approximately these right. many. Yeah. Sometimes we'll have to push people to kind of think about what they're going to be putting on that island as yeah. far as seating. And then what's the minimum depth that you would go without hitting your knees? Standards like 10 and a half. It's 12 inch over. I've always gone total. 12, minimum 12. Yeah, it's usually inch and a half on the front and then 10 and a half on the back. To okay. Give you 12 total. Okay. But it's nothing preset for me. So I'll show them that with a tape measure. I'll show them in the showroom what we have for overhang there. And my overhang is actually, I think we're undersized there. I think we're nine inch. And people, if they're not comfortable with that, I can play with it. Everything's custom. That's the nice thing. I don't really need to force people to go with a certain dimension to make the kitchen Do work. Do they ever ask you guys for pennant height placement? Get your opinion? Yeah, but I, I kind of defer to the electrician. Yeah, that's, it's not your, yeah, yeah, that's not your deal. Yeah, I can give opinion, but I'll still say, talk to your electrician. Mm -hmm. And then for flooring, because you got four different kitchens here, so non-white kitchens, are we going some sort of stone on the floor or are we going wood? I like wood. I like wood. Tile. I knew that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like tile too. <laughs> You like tile? Yeah, yeah. That's a surprise one. I didn't think that. So it's splits, 50-50. I'm thinking yeah. durability. Yes, yeah. functionality. Okay. Yeah. Tile. Yeah. Right. When you drop like eggs or something like How that. How about milk? Pot, milk, How whatever. Milk? <laughs> I know. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking. I'm thinking forks. Another good idea. Right? And nope. it hits wood, it and, leaves a mark. I and don't when care. it gets stuck in the floor? Yeah. Your steak <laughs> knife, you drop right. it. Oh, that's that's it. character. <laughs> <laughs> Not if it's like pristine, clean right. white yeah. oak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah. rectified or anything yeah. like that, right? I it's see a lot of people doing like the distressed wood in the kitchen for the floor. They do that for that reason because yeah. then you meet yeah. the child and you meet the dog. Yeah. That's the reason why. Exactly. That right. makes sense because if it's clean wood, it's going to get destroyed. Yeah. What else do I want to ask about kitchen? Why is lighting? I don't know. What else is there? I don't know. What else? 
we're an open book. Yeah. I know. I'm just trying to think of what I, I, I have yet to meet a client that I agreed with on their kitchen design. Yeah. <laughs> I believe that. That's I, daily. Yeah, yeah. We get some like clients where they come in and they're really. This is going. it. This, this is. Uh, or yeah. Or we oh. come in and they want exact. Exactly. Oh, and you get clients that are just so easy going to come in and just trust you and you guys yeah. here deliver yeah. me yeah. a brand new Sometimes smell. design phase is nice and short, super easy. They know what they want and they're they allow us to design the way we we see the space will work best. They tweak it here and there. Right. But design phase is like super quick. And then we have some that just whew, drags on long. Because well, they're not sure, they're not sure. Send me another sample, I'm not sure, oh, not yeah. sure. A lot of times when people come in, we kind of start with trust because we don't do any advertising. It's all referrals. Yeah. So a lot of times I've done work for someone in their family or one of their close friends. So they've even seen my work in somebody's home, which is different than a showroom. It is. Right. Because a showroom has been used. Right. And it's right. completely controlled. Like my yes. showroom, I can take a month to install a kitchen absolutely perfect. But on site, it's different. Yeah. So if they see it on site and they're happy with the work, already there's some trust. In most cases, people speak highly of us. It's rare that we get complaints. Um, there's always some small deficiencies, but we're, we're always on top of it. I guess through all the years, have you guys ever had a client that just came back, left all the carcasses, and just changed the faces? Has that ever come up? Or at that point, you're removing the whole kitchen, starting all over we again? We don't really get involved with that. No. It's more of a... No, no, your, your kitchen. It would be your kitchen that you would have built back then, and then they want to change the face. We haven't, uh, ha we haven't yeah. had that request. If it was our kitchen, I think we would do it. I think like any of the older ones, I think recently someone came in, and we re-sprayed the doors for them. Six. But they were our doors. Yes. Yeah, that kind of yeah. makes sense, right? Because yes. it's not falling apart if you built yeah. the carcass a certain yeah. way. Right. Yeah. Well, right. it depends on what era Atlas the kitchen came from, too. Yeah. Like, if it's back from frame built, yeah, good luck. That's that's a mess. No, yeah. that's a different story. But yeah. I, I guess it's also people have this mindset when they redo a kitchen, they don't want to half-ass it. They just want to gut the whole thing. Because yeah. we're going to be rewiring things. We're going to be adding new technology. We're going right. to be doing a bunch yeah. of stuff. We're going to reconfigure. So there's no point in saving it. Yeah. yeah. Right? And all the money's in the finishing anyway. The rest is yeah. just boxes. So you're not saving much unless... you. Your granite countertop was stupid money and you don't want to lose that, the backsplash, or I guess the mess of going through the full gut and everything. But it's, it's rare that we touch anything like that. It's rare that we get requests to. Yeah. And mm -hmm. normally it takes how long to install your kitchen, an average kitchen? I know that's a difficult uh, question. Cause uh, yeah, depending on the size, but on average, two to five days. Yeah. Really? That long, eh? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Because uh, you're supposed to take depends. Your time. We've, been, yeah. we've been in houses for weeks. But that's but like, it's yeah. it's a monster kitchen. It's a monster. A lot of details. Yeah. yeah. Are you guys fans of integrated panels for your dishwasher, your fridge, your freezer? I like it. it looks so nice. Yeah. But it just always seems like a headache. Yeah. Why? Uh, we don't install the panels. We supply them, and then but you could it, install it based on the specs from the appliance. Correct. Yeah. So they'll uh, they'll use an appliance installer. And there always seems to be. Oh, there's always, always a problem. Always. always, even if the panels are made to spec. There's always a problem. A problem. Yeah, and then it's a matter of who's pointing fingers at who. It's always our problem. It right. wasn't it's fabricated properly, so it doesn't match. Even yeah, though yeah. it was right. like, don't they have? They have uh, a file. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. They yeah. have a file. They give it to you, and you actually cut the file. That's right. right. Yeah. So then, how is it finger but, pointing back at us? Well, I but hear the, a lot the, of warped see, doors. See. Yeah. <laughs> the problem is, is you've been on both sides, so yeah. you know where we're coming from. But when you're talking to other people who haven't been on both sides, they just point. It's the easiest way. And it's usually the appliance guy is never there. 
Right. So or, ne- or never wrong. They point, right? So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about a company that starts with M? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but they're, they're nice. And I guess uh, one of the things I heard from a client was like, well, how do I know which panel is a fridge and which panel is a freezer? Well, I'm never going to get lost on an island with you. Like, I don't understand that. I do not know where the fridge is and the freezer. It's kind of evident. Yeah. Seeing yeah. Oh, open them both at the same time. Yeah. 50-50 yeah. chance. Right. Most people, when they go to a fridge and it's double door, yeah. they're opening both to look in both sides, even if they only need one side. We, we did a kitchen. And it was like almost a disappointment that it was an oversight from the client. It wasn't from us. He did all, no handles, no knobs, no nothing. Right. It was one of those kinds of kitchens. Right. And then came the fridge panel. Fridge and freezer side by side. Yeah. And you can't do that with that because of the suction of the yeah. the appliances. So then it became a whole conversation about what kind of handles we have to put on this thing. Yeah. yeah. That's a tough situation. And it killed it. It killed the whole design because he had this idea of where he wanted to just be clean, clean. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. And now you and I'm like, at least you know where the fridge and freezer is. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't like that comment. I had to walk no, away. No, no. <laughs> But it's true. It's just, just it's just how it is. You gotta. It's funny how there's so many details attached to it, and yeah. if you're not paying attention, you know the light will go yellow, and all of a sudden you can't cross the street, right? Yeah. So you got to totally pay attention to what's going on. Yeah, it's it's tough with the appliances too because they're all different. Yeah, like even how some of the manuals present the information, it's not always clear. <sighs> there's some guessing. It's difficult, man. Yeah, and I don't know if it's the same thing with European contractors if they have the same problem or if maybe they give them a different book. I don't know what it is. I don't know. Sometimes it, it looks like there's pages missing. Like there should be more information on what I need to do on my end. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You almost wish that they would give you like a base metal that you adhere it to. And then that gets yeah. adhered to the thing. But it's still off a tiny bit somehow. It's, it's almost like you need to see the kitchen finished and then make the appliance its panels in some cases. It's true. Especially like the built-in wall ovens and microwaves. Like sometimes the wall ovens are terrible. Yeah. Wall ovens. What about oh. the microwaves today? Oh, oh yeah. Uh, then you get into the whole uh, coffee maker things, right? Right. Ooh, yeah. They're nice, but that there's no ones. forgiveness on any of yeah. those. And, and the farmer sinks. Farmer yeah, sinks. That's, that's a bit of a pain too. That's another issue. You yeah. Want a three quarter exposed. You want an inch and a half exposed. Yeah. But it depends on whose farmer sink yeah. and how because some are designed nicely that they factor in yes they give you a little bit of forgiveness they give you a lip all the way around yes yes yeah. but some don't mm-hmm. they right. give you literally <laughs> a mill or two well you know what we do on that we dry fit everything we actually bring the sink in smart joy will carve a dummy panel smart pre uh size it and then the finished product will go on the machine for final run so it looks like we're cutting one panel but sometimes we're cutting three four panels Depends right. on the sink, yeah. Right. Sometimes they're because they're they're a lot of them are not they're not symmetrical sometimes. at all. Yeah, you talking about the cast iron ones? Cast iron, yeah, because they they forge it right, yeah. but it's not exactly no. There's bubbles on. in them, yeah. So we try to Joey tries to fit the contour best that he can. I'm still surprised that a lot of installers will silicone those sinks into position underneath the stone slab, right? Yeah. And that makes me nervous because it's only three sides and the backside's weak. Yes. Right? So I guess... But, but it's all supported from underneath. We we support... You guys will support it. Yes. But a lot of people don't really support the front of it, right? Right. And then, that's or, crazy. Or they'll use something cheap no, to that's, support it. That's crazy. Those things are heavy as hell. I know. Yeah. What else do I want to know about kitchens? I don't know what else. 
the appliances are usually the most complicated thing. Mm -hmm. Like even when we build, we need to account for problems before they happen. Like when we build our built-in ovens, we don't build that full tower as one piece. We break it up into three. So that if something goes wrong on appliance install, we can pull out the center section oh. to modify it. Yeah. That are ripping out crown, ripping out kicks. You're, you're right about that. But uh, lately, we've even had people change appliances on us and not even tell us. Oh, that's happened. Oh, yeah. Right? All the time. A week well, before install. Right. Yeah. It's because uh, their oven is on delay. They're not going to get it for another six months. So we got another one. The appliance no. guy said it's the same specs. It's yeah. not. It's never. A, a it's week never. before install is okay. But sometimes we get the calls two weeks after we're out of the house. <laughs> That they changed the appliance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They didn't think it was important. Yeah. And it's a completely different appliance. Yeah. Right. Size-wise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It might be the same size from the outside, but the cutouts and the provisions are completely Usually different. Usually a different brand? Um, it can vary between models, too, from the same brand. They're all specific. And I mean, speaking of that, too, and, uh, that's where the electricians and sometimes the plumbers have to get involved because there's uh, a kill zone for wherever the power is going to be. Right. And also for the fridge and freezer, whatever for water lines are going to be. Yep. And I know that a lot of trades in that plumber and electrical, they have a standard, whatever it's going to be. This is where yep. it's going to be. And I'm going to park it right here. No, you're supposed to have uh, I mean, that was good about that one client with the handles on the first day of mechanical and everybody's running their work. Yep. He had all the manuals for everything. Yeah, and then awesome. every, and he had copies, right? Yeah. So everyone take your manual and then know exactly where the sources are for everything. Right. And I was like, okay, that's kind of clever. I like that one. Yeah. So. Yeah, stuff will get missed regardless. For sure. Yeah. But it's nice to be on sites where all the trades are in contact. Like with a lot of my contractors, I, I know a good amount of the trades personally. So if the electrician's on site and he has a question, he can call me directly, which makes things a lot easier. A hundred percent. Yeah. But a lot of times, even if I'm in the area and I'm driving by a site, I may have nothing to do there, but I'll stop and I'll take a walk, see if I see anything. It takes five minutes, but if I find something, it saves me a big headache on install day. I want to ask all four of you guys, what's the kitchen construction bone to pick? What's the one thing you dislike? Rush. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it can never be fast enough, eh? No. Can't be. It can't be. We're always behind schedule. Not on so much on our delivery time. I'm talking internal. Oh. Uh, it's a rush every day, every day. I wish that would go away. Is the shop going 24-7? No. No. Can't, right? No. People have lives. Right. Yeah. Right, yeah. Joey, what's your bone to pick in the kitchen industry? I would have to say it's the same. Rush? Yeah. The band? I feel the pressure just like Tony See, we, we, we work side by yeah. side, so his pain is my pain, mm. and that's what we complain about yeah. probably 95% of the times. Yeah. I, I feel like when you rush, things take longer anyway because that's when the mistakes happen. And then you got to redo it. Yeah. Right. It's not worth it. Take your time, you learn. That's true. Yeah. You can learn, right? You guys, same thing? Yeah, I feel for them too because the complaints come to me first. I get the stress and then it all rolls downhill. Yeah. And then there's days when uh, everybody's in a bad mood. <laughs> it happens. Yeah. It happens. It's construction, man. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's how it is, right? But a little bit of stress is good. And then sites are not ready and whatever. And they say it's ready, but yeah. it's not well, we, ready. We get a lot of that. We get a big push come from their in. end. Come on in. Yeah, we're yeah. ready. We're ready. We're ready. And then yeah, you tapers, call, they're still muddy. You man. call for an install date. Oh, no, we still need two weeks. But you said you were ready. Or yeah. you deliver and it's just sitting in a room yeah. waiting. 
because they're not ready. Yeah. So it's just sitting somewhere else in the house, and you're just praying yeah. Yeah. that when those cabinets go in, no damage. Please, it's no still damage. Not ready. <laughs> I know, but it's just that's the worst thing you can do. You want to get them on site to get installed the very next day. Yes. If not the day after, the worst case, the day after. So two days just sitting on site because they take up a lot of space when yes. they're not in position. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, so, we'll, we'll take up a main floor. I know. Yeah. I know. So, so your bone, your. Um, I mean, my, my thing is just, I, I don't like when clients like, well, well what would you pick? And I'm like, oh, it's okay. not my kitchen <laughs> i can't tell you what to pick i can offer you ideas but at the end of the day it's your kitchen you got to pick what you want so that's that's from like ever since i've been in the design and like interior design industry like it's just i, I would just say color and no uppers <laughs> yeah. that's what i would say <laughs> it's tough because sometimes people yeah. aren't even asking for for your opinion they yeah. want to hear their opinion and your voice Reverse. absolutely i know yeah, yeah. <sighs> <laughs> I love those clients. You guys ready for the 12 questions yes. of construction? Everybody, we're talking to Atlas Kitchens at bellnet.ca, and now it's Atlas Kitchens and Bath on Instagram. We'll start from Frank over. Ready? Sure. What is your favorite construction word? Oh, it's, they're all curse words, honestly. Uh, that's <laughs> yeah. I know. So be it. Yeah, it's going to be fuck. Okay. <laughs> Um, construction word, uh, it's perfect. That would, that would just be mine. It's perfect. I How love it. How often does yeah. that happen? Uh, just occasionally. <laughs> Every time so I see a unicorn. 100, 100% fuck. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think my favorite construction, or my, my worst, sorry, what's the question? Favorite. <laughs> what's your favorite, favorite construction yeah. word? My favorite is, has, to, has to be epoxy because I know when epoxy comes, that's going to slow me down. <laughs> Least favorite construction word. Uh, it's going to be rush. A lot of that's where our stress comes from. That's why fuck is also my favorite. <laughs> it oh, helps rush. with the stress. Rush, fuck. Yeah. Back order. Mm. Or delays. Mm. Again, I'm with Frankie on this rush. Rush. Yep. Yeah, rush. rush. It's, it's a common one. Three rushes. Yeah. <laughs> that's where the stress <laughs> comes back from. Order. What turns you on in construction, guys? Honestly, I like new ideas. I like being challenged with something I don't know how to do. Because uh, it'll make me grow. Yep. It'll make me a little bit better. Yep. Um, it's, the, it's a kind of play off the new ideas, but just like new but beautiful designs. Like I just love watching my 3D drawing come to life and seeing that happen. For me, I have two. One is machinery, shop machinery, love it, and big projects. Big grand kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. I just love seeing things come to life on the machine, right? So Sam will put something together. She'll come up with this nice door design or whatever. And when it comes out and, you know, I come to the office so excited and showing everybody, it's that's the best part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what turns you off in construction? Rush. <laughs> Rush. Russian clients. <laughs> I, I don't know. Sometimes you'll have bad days with trades. Sometimes it's other people's attitude. It's the biggest turnoff. Mm. So with everything going on, if you run into somebody who's who doesn't want to bend and work with you, I've done it this way. That's the hardest. So thing. many times. Those are the tough days. Yeah. Boring designs. I really just when it's boring, I was just like, ah, oh, I don't really want to work on this one today. I want to work on that one. Like an L with a peninsula. Yeah, white shaker, <laughs> white shaker, white boring. Shaker. Yeah. Mine's is uh, certain employees. 
certain employees. Yes, not all. I'm not categorizing them all. <laughs> certain ones, yeah, are difficult. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You agree with that one? I agree with that one. <laughs> all right, what is your favorite curse word? <laughs> Go to F. All right. Um, yeah, it's either the F-bomb or shit. <laughs> Diddle. Yeah. <laughs> Same. Favorite vehicle in the world, guys? Anything in the world? I like Jeeps. I got a World War II Jeep. I love it. You have a <laughs> World War II Jeep? Yeah. Yeah. You maintain it? I try to. There's always a problem with it. Of course. Yeah. But it's a hobby. Yeah. That's what it is. I love it. Not practical. Honestly, just headaches. But it's fun. I'm a classic muscle car girl. I love Mustangs. Uh, favorite year is the 69, though. I have a 69. Not the Fastbacks? Fastbacks, of course. They're beautiful. Okay. Right. Um, but... Um, I have a little 66. That's my car. But my dad has a beautiful Mustang. Black on black on black. I hate Stunning. that Ford brought back the fast black and green and, and made it all modernized with the new one, the new shell today. Yeah, I'm not crazy. It's not the that. same thing. No. I don't care. It's, it's a nice car. Yeah. Huh? It's still a nice car. The new one? The GT500. I like it. No, I think Steve McQueen would not drive that thing. I think he <laughs> would look at it and get rid of that. I don't think he would like it. But that's just me. What's yours there? Uh, Porsche GT3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joey? So I also have, uh, it's a Vietnam era, two and a half ton truck. Oh. Six wheel drive. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What's Can the parking lot look like? A family <laughs> get together. It's a field. <laughs> yeah. It's a field, yeah. <laughs> What's your least favorite vehicle? I drive a Chrysler 200. It's probably it. Yeah, that's got to be it. <laughs> that's like a... A Sebring? No, not a Sebring. It's a. Yeah, it Sebring. looks. It looks yeah. like Big one. Brother yeah. to the Neon. Is that what it is? The, the best way I could describe it is a piece of shit. <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, any of those like small smart car kind of things. Smart That car has been mentioned several times. Yeah. For me, it's Chrysler as a whole. The whole like, company. Yeah, I don't like them. Maybe the Viper. You don't but like that's the Corinthian leather. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the shit on Chrysler here, but yeah. Chrysler. I got a Ram. Ram. The Chrysler's a company car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot of love from Chrysler. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you guys love? Hmm. Sound or noise? CNC cutting. Yeah, honestly, Fresh I like bit. the hum. Yeah. It's nice. It's nice. Sound yeah, out. you hear it all through the office. It's it's almost calming. <laughs> Mine's like so I'm a little I have hobbies and build stuff too. Um but like countersink that screw and it's like that perfect that yeah. fit yeah that perfect that fit. final dun, 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 and no good. strip no, no rep, strip no oh nothing, God. just yeah. fit i hear the screw getting stripped i'm like oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh you're a cnc yours gotta be cnc yeah fresh bit in the cnc mm. can't beat the sound of that uh construction sound or noise do you guys hate jigsaw yeah yeah compressor <laughs> Oh. Yeah, the compressor, yeah, but the stripping of a screw. Stripping of a screw. At the end of the day, when everyone's dusting off, oh, the blower. S oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the replenishing of the tank. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, what profession, guys, other than your own, would you like to attempt one day? Honestly, I'm happy where I am. I tried with the sciences before this. I was an academic, and yeah. it wasn't for me. No? No. Where I am, I'm perfectly happy. It's a nice mix between being on sites and... Talking to people. I'm, I'm a people person. I like having conversation. Yep. So it's a nice mix between office and dealing with people and being on site with rough construction workers. 
I love my animals. I have lots of pets, but uh, it would definitely be something in that field, but not vet. Not None a of vet. that. I can't do the needles and stuff like that, but Just I love my rescue? pets. Uh, no, no. rescue is a whole other, That's a whole other, other animal too, but like maybe animal therapy, like the actual like chiropractor and like massage therapy. That'd be cool. I saw that recently where a chiropractor was handling dogs and, and the dog yeah. was like feeling a lot better. I got horses, so that's a common thing that we see with the horses. Awesome. Yeah. Probably have to be real estate. Yeah. Yeah. Agent? Yeah. I think for me, maybe some kind of machine operator, you know? Truck driver. Oh, like a big machine operator. Big machines. Yeah. Uh, what profession would you guys not like to do? Honestly, I kind of relating to the last one. I was in the academics and I hated it. I hate anything that's just book smarts. That's it. I feel like you lose out so much in life, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. It's for some people and all the power to them, but I, I can't do it. Makes yeah. sense. I can't do anything medical. Needles. That kind of stuff, no thank you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah. Don't like blood. Nope. Nope. I think anything podcast related, you know, <laughs> communications, <laughs> that kind of stuff. Doing them or producing them or hosting them? Just the whole communication, Both. speaking, public speaking. Uh-huh. All oh, that shit. That's easy. It gets easier. Yeah, it gets easier when you do it, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I don't know, for me. It took, it took a bit of convincing to get oh, you to here. Get oh, you here. Yeah, 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 really? Yeah. You didn't want to do it? Yeah. Oh, Fine, so now you can do a bunch of them. He'd rather be playing with the CNC. And uh, who is who is actually running the shop then? That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> you put it on automatic pilot, yeah. huh? Your guess is as good yeah, as You guys ours. get back yeah. there and there's a bunch of doors that yeah. are not right. There'll be a few deficiencies. <laughs> yeah. Last question. If heaven exists, what would you guys like to hear God say when you arrive at those pearly gates? You're finally here. <laughs> yeah. Come on well, in. Welcome. What else do you want to hear when you're there? Uh, any of my like loved ones that have passed away, it's, uh, I have someone for you to see again kind of thing. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> what was yours, uh, Joy? Come on in. Come on <laughs> in. Yeah, you want the warm welcome. Guys, thank you so much for being on the show, man. This has been entertaining talking to you guys. Thank you for stuff, having so. us. Thank, thank you. you. Oh, it's, uh, I should pass by and take a look at the shop. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just uh, I don't want to smell NDF, though, that's all. Let it's me know when you're yeah. milling walnut or something. We'll keep you in the okay. front half. It's prettier up there. Oh, you can still smell it. I'll smell it in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah. I know I will smell it. Everybody, Atlas Kitchens at bellnet.ca and on Instagram, it's Atlas Kitchens and Bath on Instagram. Thank you very much, Frank, Samantha, Tony, and Joey. That's it. I think we're done. Yeah. Thank you, Angelina. Thank you. We're out of here.